0: So a girl asked me on TikTok why I'm not famous yet, and I told her it's because I'm a chubby Canadian with adult braces. (laughs) So mystery solved. Mystery solved. (laughs) (laughs) But how much of a
1: compliment is it to hear that people just think you should be famous on TikTok? My Leo moon and Leo rising were completely fulfilled. A (laughs) a credit to that, to those signs, really, to to that sign. (laughs) Yes. To those placements.
0: Correct. Welcome back to Paranormal, everyone. I'm Marie. And I'm Nicolina. And we're coming at you from our studio.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our at-home studio. Our at-home studio. (laughs) In my living room. And we've got a special episode. Well, every episode's special, but Mm -hmm. this one you guys should relish in. Because... Yeah. it's going to be our last live episode of the year live well yeah last episode of yeah of us recording of us recording yes live we're gonna but not you know what i mean
0: you know what she means. yeah you know what i
1: mean anyway this episode we have decided to record <laughs> stories about movies based on paranormal events. Yes. Um, we were inspired. What inspired you again? Oh, baby.
0: I watched this documentary called Pantry Ghost. One of our Patreons recommended it to me. Uh oh, nice. Marissa. Uh, and she was like, You need to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime if anyone wants to watch it. It's called Pantry Ghost. And I was like, Nick. We need to do one that are movies based off of real hauntings. My like this one's a documentary, yeah. and so I'm doing that story today. But holy shit, yeah! So stoked yeah. about that.
1: And I found a story that I really didn't realize was based off of um, the movie. Chucky yeah so I was delighted to look into deep dive into that because into the true story I had no idea that there was a doll that was a real life doll I'm so excited so that's what we're doing and like I said this is um our last episode of the year and then next episode will be a best of um Mm -hmm. we'll also be doing our live Q&A next week so you'll um you guys can get that content as well. Yeah. Um. Along with our best of, and we'll be announcing the winner of the giveaway in our live Q and A next week
0: as well. For that's for all of our patreons. For all so, of our or patrons. Patrons. So if yeah. if you guys want to join our last Q and A of the year, which is going to take place on December tenth at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, we're going to do our live Q and A, the last one of the year, we're going to pull for our mug Mug giveaway giveaway for the paranormal mug so if
1: you still want you can go to the you can become a patron and get entered in to win for that um you have a week well when this drops you'll have a week to that day yeah yeah
0: to do so and we have tiers as low as one dollar and you also get like a ton of perks for being our patrons as well we have like a ton of stuff yeah and then we'll we'll put out our greatest hits episode on the 10th and then we'll be off for a bit until january
1: Yeah, and we'll be back and better than ever when we return. Hell yeah, baby. So gear up for that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, now that we've... what While we're talking about patrons, Mm. we should give a big shout out to our newest patron, Brooke, for uh, donating and being a patron. And Brooke, we thank you so much. We love you and can't wait to talk to you at the live Q&A, hopefully on December 10th.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Which will be on YouTube live. Yes by the way um the link will be shared on patreon
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so all right guys we're gonna get right into horoscopes yeah and i don't know who goes first but i will okay yeah okay put your incredible sensitivity to work for you today in a way (laughs) that inspires action gemini there's so much within you that needs expression at this time don't hold back any longer when it comes to issues regarding love and romance, feel free to make a move. <laughs> you may be attracted to those who tickle, tickle your brain cells. Philosophical discussions will be quite rewarding.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a therapy session today, so I feel like... Okay. You know, we got pretty philosophical. And- yeah.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> and what did the beginning say? Put your...
1: Incredible sensitivity to work for you today in a way that inspires action.
0: Yeah. Per- yeah. I would say yes, we did that today. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I did make a move on my husband today. So that's so cute. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's nice. I love to hear that.
0: <laughs> All right, switching on over mm-hmm. to our Leo horoscope now. Okay. Uh, Don't let other people's insensitive actions dictate your mood today. Ooh. Your state of mind is your responsibility and you should work to come to a point at which you have full control over what you feel at all times. If something isn't working out, let it go. This isn't a good time to try to stick a square peg into a round hole. Holy That's not- crap. <laughs> so
1: um, yeah, just a little context on that. Um, I'm having some issues with my current tenant slash brother. (laughs) Um, He's been having some troubles with paying his rent, and (laughs) I have been very patient up until this point, and I'm going to give him another shot, but I've said, you know, I need, you, you need to just take a month off, live with our grandfather and save some money so Mm -hmm. that you can come back and actually have some savings and not just be like scrounging yeah but if it doesn't work out again that's kind of Mm -hmm. the last strike for me so yeah definitely at the moment trying to fit a (laughs) what was a square peg into into a round round hole yeah that's it for sure yeah all right well let's story time in story time story time (laughs) is it me first yes you're first okay so like I said Chucky is loosely based off of this this actually had its own movie called Robert the doll yeah but Chucky came first so that was kind of like came from that but then they were like oh this story has you know enough content I guess that they had it so in 2015 there was a Robert the doll movie I've never heard of it okay Um, me either but it was released in theaters so damn bitch I got my information from Slate, um, Robert the Haunted Doll, Creeping Out Floridian Since 1904 by Ella Morton, atlasobscura.com, The Story Behind the World's Most Terrifying Haunted Doll by Andy Wright, and allthatisinteresting.com. Meet Robert the Doll, the haunted toy that's been terrorizing Floridians for 116 years by Kate Serena. And then I also filled in some gaps using Wikipedia, like a biography page on okay. ghostsandgravestones.com, which is like, the, like a Key West museum page or something. Okay, it didn't cool. have any author. Got it. So anyway, let me begin. So Robert the Doll originally belonged to Robert Eugene Otto an artist described as eccentric and the son of a prominent Key West family. The doll was reportedly manufactured by the Steiff Company of Germany, um, purchased by Otto's grandfather while on a trip to Germany in 1904 and given to the young Otto as a birthday gift. Gene was four years old, so they called him Gene. Um, He went by Gene, Robert Eugene. Got it. When he received the three-foot-four doll, which he named Robert after himself.
0: That's a really tall doll.
1: It's huge, yeah. yeah. Um, and he began carrying around everywhere. As Jean grew up, Robert remained his constant companion. The doll had his own chair at the dinner table and shared Jean's bed every night. Robert even followed Jean when he got married and lived with him until he and his wife passed. Okay. Yeah. A little, little odd. However, there is some debate surrounding Robert's origins. Some locals recall a more sinister backstory. They claim that the straw-filled toy was given to young Otto by one of the family's young maids, who hexed it in retaliation for some wrongdoing. Oh, shit. This woman was supposedly mistreated by her bosses, and to punish them, it is believed that she cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic, which might explain the many mysterious and frightening experiences people have had with Robert the doll. Today, Robert is a hundred and eighteen years old and resides in the collection of Key West's Fort East Martello Museum, where he now sits in a glass box holding a toy lion. At first glance, Robert is nothing other than a little boy in a sailor suit, an outfit that Otto himself wore as a child. So Ugh. he gave him that suit to wear.
0: I don't know why that creeps.
1: Me I know like it's so odd. Much. It's it is odd. <laughs> okay. His careworn face is only vaguely human. The nub of his nose looks like a pair of pinholes. He is covered in brown nicks like scars and his eyes are beady and black. Clasped in his lap, he's holding his own toy, a lion with garish popping eyes and two big tongue lolling crazily out of his mouth. On the wall behind him are apologetic letters addressed to Robert from people who took his photo without permission. Oh my gosh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Many have reported their cameras becoming inoperable when they have tried to take a picture of Robert, only to begin working again when they left the museum. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. (laughs) According to local folklore, the doll has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a cornucopia of other misfortunes. And museum visitors supposedly experience post-visit misfortunes for failing to respect Robert. Okay, that
0: sounds like what happened with Annabelle. It
1: does sound like Annabelle. Interesting, okay. Mm -hmm. However, the first hint that something out of the ordinary with the doll happened long before he entered the museum. One night when Jean, who was only 10 years old, awoke, he found Robert, the doll, sitting at the end of his bed staring at him. Moments later, his mother awoke by Jean's screams for help and the sound of furniture being overturned in her son's bedroom. Jean cried for help, begging his mother to rescue him. When she was finally able to push the locked door open, she saw poor Jean curled up in fear on his bed, his room in shambles, and Robert the doll sitting at the foot of the bed. Robert did it. Oh, no. That's that's the explanation young Jean Otto gave whenever chaos and disorder visited
0: his Key West family home. I used to do that to my parents. Did you really? I used to tell them it was, so I had two imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. Their names—I'm not kidding you—were Dickia and and Dorman. Nice, <laughs> Dorman. Yes. And uh, my mom said that anytime I would misbehave, I would be like blame oh, it on her. Dickia on and Dorman spilled the juice, well, and they're so sorry. Right.
1: Which so his parents basically did <laughs> think that that—that's that, okay. what they thought at first. <laughs> okay. Um. So that's the explanation he gave whenever disorder occurred um at night gene's parents overheard him having many conversations with robert he would talk in his usual voice and a different voice would reply no at first mr and mrs Otto assumed that gene was using a put-on voice to speak as robert Mm -hmm. but as the years passed they began to question this assumption they too reported seeing the doll speak and witnessing his expression change Giggling and sightings of Robert running up the steps or stairs um, upstairs window were also reported. Once, a plumber who had been hired to make repairs around Otto's home claimed to hear children's laughter, though no one was at at home at the time. When he looked around the room, the plumber noticed that Robert the doll had moved from one side of the window to the other, seemingly on his own. What's more, the plumber swore that objects that had been in Robert's lap ended up on the other side of the room as if he'd thrown them. So regardless, Robert continued to live with Gene throughout his lifetime, even after Jean's parents died. Eventually, Otto grew up and moved away. After studying at the Academy of Fine Arts in Chicago and the Art Students League in New York, Jean Otto went to the Parisian Sorbonne where he met his wife, Anne. Otto soon moved back into his childhood home with his wife, where Jean decided that the doll needed a room of its own and placed him in the upstairs bedroom that had a window overlooking the
0: street. That is... Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's... Okay. I mean, eccentric <laughs> would be an understatement. Okay. <laughs> so Anne felt uneasy with Robert in the house, and although she couldn't put her finger on it, she wanted Jean to lock the doll up in the attic where he could do no harm. Jean conceded, and as one could imagine, Robert the doll was not happy with his new digs. Soon, visitors to the home heard footsteps in the attic, the sounds of someone pacing back and forth, and devilish giggling. Oh, God. Neighborhood children reported seeing Robert watching them from the window in the upstairs bedroom and told accounts of the doll actually mocking them as they walked to school. When Gene heard this, he immediately went to investigate, knowing that he had locked Robert in the attic, and there was no way he could be sitting by the window of the upstairs bedroom. Okay. But to his complete shock, when he opened the door to the bedroom, there was Robert, sitting in the rocking chair by the window. Oh, my God. Gene locked Robert back up in the attic several times, each time discovering him again sitting by the window (sighs) in the same upstairs bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So then Jean Otto died in 1974, and when a new owner, Myrtle Ruder, moved into the house on Eaton Street, she also became Robert's new caregiver. Oh no, fuck no. Their 10-year-old daughter was also delighted to find Robert the doll in the attic. But her delight ended soon when she claimed that Robert was alive and that the doll wanted to hurt her. She awoke often in the middle of the night, screaming in fear, and told her parents that Robert had moved about in the room. Visitors also swore they heard footsteps in the attic and giggling. Some claimed Robert's expressions change when anyone badmouths Otto in his presence. Um, Ruder said Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of antics, she donated him to the museum in 1994. Okay. But far from banishing Robert to obscurity, (laughs) his arrival at the museum marked a turning point for the doll. The museum accepted the doll and its baggage, assuming um, her claims were, of course, nonsense. But almost immediately, however, museum employees reported their own inexplainable happenings with the doll. But what people really remember is what they would probably term as an unhealthy relationship with the doll, says Cory Covertito, curator of the museum and Robert's caregiver. He brought it everywhere. He talked about it in the first person as if it weren't a doll. He was Robert, as if he was a live entity. After some digging, they were the ones who found the company that actually created this toy, which manufactured teddy bears in honor of Theodore Roosevelt. But Robert was most likely never intended to be sold as a toy. So he was what they think was part of like a, a window display Okay. And was not like manufactured as like a bulk okay, toy order or whatever. He was part of a, cl- a display of clowns or jesters, oh,
0: that's which
1: is interesting, <laughs> especially because of his behavior. It right. suits his personality very right. well. So since Robert arrived at the museum, visitors have flocked to the museum to get a look at the mischievous toy. He has appeared on TV shows, he has had his aura photographed, he is a stop on a ghost tour, and he's inspired horror movies such as Child's Play with your main man, Chucky. (laughs) He has a Wikipedia entry and social media accounts. Fans can buy Robert replicas, books, coasters, and t-shirts, and they can write him as well. He gets probably one to three letters every day. But they aren't typical fan letters. They're often apologies. Many visitors attribute post-visit misfortunes, like I said before, mm-hmm. to fa- failing to respect Robert or even openly disrespecting him. And they write begging for forgiveness. Oh my God. So obviously things are happening to them where they feel compelled they need to ask they for his forgiveness. Ask. Others ask him for advice or to hex those who have wronged them. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, She says that they have received around 1,000 letters, which they keep a catalog of. Robert also receives emails and homages. At some point, he became known that he had a sweet tooth, so people leave and send him candy. Just recently, he received a box containing eight bags of peppermints, a card, and no return address. The museum staff does not consume the treats that they get for Robert, just not sure what could be in them. And they also occasionally send him joints. nice (laughs) yeah
0: they're like relax bro yeah
1: it's completely inappropriate says convertito we're still a museum
0: Yes. Once
1: a year, she administers a checkup, taking him out of the case and weighing him to assess whether the humid Florida weather has adversely affected his straw-filled body. She is also his proxy, receiving and reading all of his emails and letters and running his social media feeds. In August, she photoshopped Robert's knobby face onto the now famous picture of Kim Kardashian popping a bottle of champagne oh my God. into a glass balanced on her behind. Oh my God. It was in order to attract attention to a campaign that would score the museum a grant if they garnered enough votes. Did they? Yeah. Nice. Through the combined forces of Kardashians and Robert Celebrity and the doll's social media reach, he has almost 9,000 Facebook likes. The museum won by a landslide. Amazing. Yeah. Occasionally, she also corresponds on his behalf. She tries to send something to every child who writes him. Aww. Jean always had that childlike temperament around him and we feel like Robert would want to be that be that kind to children. Mm-hmm. And she also responded to more poignant ones such as an email from a girl who was being bullied at school. Aww. So does Converter Tito think Robert is haunted? I don't know. I really don't, she says. I've never had a bad experience with him. I've never felt uncomfortable. It's always been a very basic relationship. And I have a job to do, and I go and do it. Whether there's something to do it or not, he just allows me to get on with my job.
0: Hmm. I don't
1: know. But maybe she's she's
0: just respectful of him and probably is taking care of him. He knows that it's her caregiver. So there's
1: nothing that. Damn. Yeah very odd oh creepy so yeah that's the story that's the story of robert the doll guys mm-hmm. um and yeah if you want to know more then go watch the movie
0: yeah it's the movie Kind of I'm not sure how much to. is fabricated in the movie, and like yeah. how much is actually like true to story. When key or when COVID's done, I would not mind going to visit this in Florida and Florida, Key West. Well, absolutely, yeah, Florida. I was gonna say Florida's not that expensive to stay in, but Key West might be. But still, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: for sure. I just yeah, it's really interesting the whole apologies and asking for advice and like the camera malfunctioning because we know from our own experiences on ghost walks that stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mine. That
0: was. Yeah. Pretty freaky. Um. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to obviously tell you guys the story of the pantry ghost. So I, um, found this documentary, well, Marissa told me to watch it, um, on, on, uh, Amazon Prime, and so if you guys want to watch it after, you can, but I also tried to look up articles so that I could, like, write something up to read to you guys, but there are literally no articles, (laughs) so I just did, like, a bullet point thing, and I'm going to elaborate on them as, um, to tell the story, so sorry if it doesn't sound too put together, but anyways, here we go. So, It starts off. The documentary starts with the documentary filmmakers. Um, They're basically they find these videos on the Internet that this guy has posted showing that there's a ghost that was in his living in his pantry in his kitchen. And so they set off to find this guy through the power of the Internet. They find his ex-wife and his ex-wife was like, honestly, like if you want to know more about this, you need to talk to my ex-husband. So He they get in contact with him. He has since moved to, I believe, London and on And so that Mm -hmm. so he they meet up with him. He, you know, doesn't want to do the documentary, but after much hemming and hawing, they agree to uh disguise his face. Um, like they, they blur his face throughout the entire documentary they name him John so it's not his real name but we'll call him John cuz that's what they call him in the documentary okay and they change his voice so oh. he doesn't want people anything to know anything to do yeah he, he doesn't want people to, to know to about, about this anymore okay so that uh is how they start this documentary so basically it opens up with John talking about meditation so he was really like obsessed with meditation And uh, he started meditating often. He started meditating and he said it was like at an elevated level. Like completely different from normal meditation that he would usually do to the point where he would notice everything. Almost as if time was slowing down around him. Like would notice everything. And he describes how like he could go on a walk, the same walk, 40 times and pass the same rock 40 times. And then, yeah, like 40 different walks, like for for 40 days, went on a walk. Every OK, OK, day. OK. I thought you meant um, like in one day. In one day, no. <laughs> so he would go on like, let's say for 40 days, you went on a walk every single day and you passed a specific rock 40 times. And normally you wouldn't notice that you've passed this rock 40 times. No, OK. Um, but he would notice it every time like he would notice every single thing that he would pass and if even the slightest change had occurred to something mm-hmm. he would be able to tell. So like if a sign had like a little bit of rust showing up and he was just like it's really hard for me to explain but like just I would zone in on on every little thing. I'm like okay. Basically just like time slowing down around you and he's able to pick out everything that is going on. So they moved to a house in San Diego and he starts noticing that there's something going on with his pantry door in the kitchen. So, he would close it at night, but it continued to open in the middle of the night seemingly. So in like in the morning, he would close it before he'd go to bed, and in the morning it would be open. And so he would ask his wife and his kids, "You know, did you open the pantry door?" "No, we didn't open the pantry door, whatever." Um, and he was like, you know, normally this is something that people wouldn't notice because it's just, they would have just assumed that their kid would have opened the pantry door or something, but I noticed it. Okay. So that's when he decides he's going to set up a camera. Okay. All right. Here we go. So he sets up a camera and he notices that every night at exactly 1234 in the morning, the door opens. Just without like just random, like just opens on its own. Okay. Open. Yeah. Okay. For like many, many nights in a row, every single night, this would happen. At exactly 12 34 in the morning, it would open. So he starts posting the videos online and he gains like a little cult following. And that's when people start pointing out that the door isn't just opening, there's somebody behind the glass. It's a glass door with like frosted glass. What? Yeah, so it's a (gasps) it's like, yeah. So it's like a picture like a French door, how it has like, you know, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's got like frosted glass, and somebody was like, you can see a face. There's somebody's face that like presses up against the glass and then it then it disappears and it opens. And they're right. They're absolutely right. He zooms in, there's a face there. Oh my god. Every time the door opens, right before it opens, a face appears in the glass, like it's peeking out, and then the door opens. It's fucking creepy. So he gains this cult following online. And like one of the guys is super into it. So he invites the guy over to their house. So this guy flies to fucking Florida and again, or not Florida, San Diego. And yeah. um, and the guy comes over and he witnesses it in person. And they videotape this guy witnessing it in person. So then um, at one point at 1234, this is the first time that the... The hands appear. So, not only is there a face in the door, but the ghost has its hands on the glass. You can see these hands kay. in the glass. And then the guy goes and puts his hands like lining up with the ghost's hands. And then her face comes right up against ah! the glass and he screams and jumps away. Oh my God. And then they immediately open the closet door or the pantry door and there's nobody there. Keep in mind too, this pantry is like tiny mm-hmm. it's tiny and it's lined with shelves and it's like it's like a closet like you open it and it's lined with shelves and there's no room for and not even a small child to be standing in this pantry mm-hmm. there's no room for anyone to be standing in it so so that happens the guy wants to stay like but the wife was like you have overstayed your welcome you need to go home so he okay. ends up leaving. Okay. Um, At this point, that's when John decides that he's going to put a lock on the door. Mm -hmm. So he puts a lock on the door, sets up the video camera, and you can hear it like the door being like... Like somebody's trying to open it. And then it stops, and then you hear click, and it opens. They unlocked it somehow, and it's opened. And when it was going like... And there was a pause you can see the face like looking out of the glass being like what is going on why isn't it opening yeah so at this point this is when the wife is like you know what take the fucking door off that pantry I'm so sick of this blah blah blah. (laughs) okay yeah well that was a mistake oh no things just open right up fucking crazy okay okay so his daughter starts hearing a voice at night when she would close her eyes she can hear this voice and it starts asking her questions like, what's your name? And then the daughter would ask her, what's your name? And it would answer. And she said, my name's Mabel. So um, the daughter and Mabel start having these nightly chats. And at one point, the daughter asks Mabel what she looks like. And Mabel is like, if you want to know what I look like, Like, you have to look at a light bulb for a long period of time and then close your eyes and you'll see me. So that's what she does. Now, the documentarian did such a good job of fucking scaring me. By the way, this documentary is only 40 minutes long. So, like, if you, like, don't have time to watch a movie but you want to watch something really quick, definitely watch it. Okay. So they did this really fucking, I hate them for doing this to me because it scared the shit out of me. They did that thing where, you know, how, like, I don't know if you're like, you can look at an image and it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like black and white shapes. Yeah. The
1: splotches. splotches. And then, yeah. yeah and then
0: it go. And then if you close your eyes, you'll see a real, a image, real image. Right. Yeah. Yep. So they do this with a light bulb. It looks like a white light bulb. Okay. And it's sitting on there while she's telling the story of Mabel, so it's up there for you know like a few minutes while she's telling this story, and then the light bulb disappears and it's a black screen, and when it disappears, you see a fucking face oh, of a scary fuck. lady, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I oh fuck, you guys so much." Pardon my French. <laughs> it's so upsetting. So, so that happens, and then uh, then the documentary cuts to. Uh, a story that John is telling about playing hide and go seek with his daughter so his daughter is um, in her bedroom she's talking and he asks her like who are you talking to and he's got the video camera because he's like fuck she's talking to Mabel so he pulls the video camera out because he's like I'm gonna fucking see what's going on Mm -hmm. so he's like who are you talking to and she's like oh just my friend Mabel and he's like all right well like, whatever. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And then she's like, do you want to play hide and go seek? And the dad's like, okay, we'll play hide and go seek. So they're playing hide and go seek. And um, he uh, finishes, uh, like, counting. And he goes to find her. And he can he sees somebody. And you can see somebody, like, quickly close a closet door in, in a room. I don't know what room they were in. Okay. they didn't really explain the layout of the house. Yeah. So quickly closes the closet door so he opens it up obviously the daughter he thinks the daughter's in there and she's not in there there's nobody in there okay but you clearly see that somebody has run in and closed the door okay there's there's no one in there right so then he goes back up to her bedroom and you can see somebody standing in the corner of her room kind of like hiding almost trying to hide behind a dresser like between a dresser I don't know how to describe it in a corner there's, like, a little piece of the corner that's not used, and the dresser's, like, maybe a foot or two away from this corner. So she's trying to hide in this corner area, and uh, but, like, up against the dresser. Okay. And he's like, I see you in the corner. And then he hears a giggle, and he looks at the bed, and there's a lump under the covers on the bed. Oh, okay. God. And he looks back to the corner, and there's somebody in the corner And it's dark. They're playing hide and go seek in the dark, but there's a light on the camera. So it's like, you know. Yeah. He looks back at the bed and here's the giggle. So he lifts up the blanket and it's his daughter under the blanket. Okay. And then he goes back to the corner and then you can still see there's something in the corner and then it disappears. Oh,
1: God. God. Yeah.
0: So fucking scary. So then at this point, he decides he's going to call a family friend over. She was his teacher at one point and she was a psychic. So he calls the psychic over and she does drawings based on energies that she's feeling in the house. So she's able to draw a picture of Mabel. Okay, It's terrifying. Great. Um, And she says whatever's in this house is not. Good energy, right? It's not here to play with your daughter. This thing is fucking evil, and it's just gearing up. Like you're lucky you called me so early. Oh my god! So because right at this point, nothing bad has happened, right? Right. They're
1: just they're seeing things happening, but nothing bad is happening. Right.
0: It's at that point that they hear her daughter scream. Oh. So they or his daughter scream. Yeah. So they run upstairs to the daughter's room. She's lying in bed because again, they're doing. Oh, and it was right at twelve thirty four right they they invited this woman over around that around this time so right. that she could be there at twelve thirty four because these things were happening. happening at that time, right, yep, okay, so the daughter screams exactly at twelve thirty four in the morning, so he runs upstairs to the daughter and she's saying that Mabel pulled her hair, so oh, okay. he gets this feeling that he needs to look in the attic, so he like runs into the closet, and you know how like the attics have those like push Pull. Yep. things yep. like so he pushes up the little thing gets on a stool and looks in and it's just bl- like a black room and then you can it took me a few times of rewinding and watching again but you can see a face kind of emerge from the darkness at one point okay and he's like fuck that and he runs Qu- downstairs yep. okay at this point he tells his wife we're fucking moving oh. we're not <laughs> living here anymore we're gonna move uh and then a few days, I think they said like three days later, I can't remember what happened. So sorry, guys, but you're going to have to just watch the documentary. Something happens that makes John get up in the middle of the night. Can't remember if he heard a noise, whatever. Okay. He gets up in the middle of the night and he goes looking through the house with a video camera because he's like, something's going on. And I, gotta I got to document a document, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he opens a door. I don't know into what room, but he opens a door and you can see the figure of somebody on the floor like crouching on the floor kind of like hunched over with like their head on the floor Ew, I don't know how okay. to describe it um so he does that or he they, he sees that he freaks out closes the door and he starts yelling for his wife mm-hmm. his wife is like I'm not fucking coming I'm not coming there I don't want to know don't do- I don't nope. want to see it whatever he opens the door again and this time the figure is standing up in the middle of this room oh <sighs> And it's like way kind of like moving its arms at its side. He freaks out again, closes the door and then he wakes up the entire family and they fucking leave the house and they never go back okay. and they and they sell it and they never go back. Fair. Um, so there was a few times where I was like, OK, obviously spooky, scary, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally spooky, scary. Um, could be edited video. Right?
1: Why is there squeak doll just going off?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so for those who didn't hear it, we just heard like a squeak doll sounded like it. I don't know where it's what coming the fuck from. It was. so that's um, cool. Robert, Robert, <laughs> Mabel, you fucking around out there? Cut it out. <laughs> so she um. So sorry. So I'm watching it, it's spooky scary, and I'm like, okay, but some of this could just be like edited. It could be, you know, whatever. Like sure. well could have edited the video somehow because to see the face in that door, they'd have to have some type of special effect or something, right? Okay. Well, don't worry about that. Because the documentarian <laughs> also thought of that. Mm-hmm. So the documentarian finds like a world-renowned video editor who who like does this for a living in Hollywood. With special effects. Okay. They sent him the original videotapes. Yep. And they sent him the digital copies of the videotapes. And on the record, he says in the documentary, I can find no edits or special ef- or evidence of special effects in these videos. Okay. And he said, as far as I'm concerned, these videos are 100% real. Okay. Cool. And that is the story of the pantry ghost named Mabel.
1: Damn. I wonder yeah. where she's
0: at, what she's doing I don't, now. I don't want to know. Who she's haunting. I hope she stays
1: there. Don't get... In don't the pantry. Come or, well, she's not in the pantry anymore, Not anymore. But... <laughs> they let her out. They fucking let her out of the pantry. <laughs> <And> that's it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I want to watch it now. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You
0: should. It's only 40 minutes. It's great.
1: Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, those are our two stories that... Mm-hmm were movies based on true events. Well, yours was just a documentary, but it's still, they created a movie, a documentary based off of a true event. (laughs) So same, same. Um, There's lots of these, obviously, but we'll probably do them again sometime Mm -hmm. in the future. But those are our selections for this round. (laughs) now as for our fuck mary kills Mm -hmm. we are gonna go down the same road that we did last month and or yeah last month and do sagittarians Mm because we are now in sagittarius season and there are a lot of um famous and attractive sagittarians yes to talk about
0: tons of attractive yeah sagittarians yeah
1: like i want to say almost as many as leo's (laughs) Not quite, though, because, like, there's, like, triple the amount of famous Leos.
0: Right. That's why. Yeah.
1: That's all. Yeah. It's, it's really just a quantity thing and it has nothing to do with quality, but it's just more of them. Yes.
0: There's more to choose from. The pool is larger. So do you have three? Uh, no, but I'm going to see what three you pick and I've, I can. And you can scroll through and finagle find some, for some? You. Yeah.
1: OK. So I'm going to pick um, the easiest one, which is Brad Pitt. OK. Yeah. Um Taylor Swift Okay And Samuel L. Jackson
0: Okay Damn it Sorry Fuck you <laughs> Fuck Damn it What am I gonna do? I can't kill Taylor Swift No She's my best friend She's your best friend She doesn't know it yet But this Sagittarius Gemini relationship That we have going on Is strong It's strong We're gonna be best friends When I eventually meet her <laughs> And we're gonna write a song About being friends Um so i can't kill her so she's off the kill she's list. she's off the kill list so i can't kill samuel l jackson <laughs> i can't kill him
1: no that's yeah i mean if you based him just based off unbreakable you might want to no no I don't. okay okay uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna kill brad pitt i'm killing brad pitt i have no wow choice. yeah you know he's had a good life <laughs> Yeah, and then I'll have sex with Samuel L. Jackson and I'll marry Taylor Swift. Okay. That's fair. Because the best marriages are between best friends and we are best friends. So So I I Yeah would kill Taylor Swift. I know you would. Yeah. Because you're evil. No, I'm, I'm kidding, not I'm not evil. I'm just sick
1: of her fucking whining all the time. And her PR stunts. Just 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 okay. do me do me right in. Got it. Um I would marry Samuel L. Jackson and have sex with Brad Pitt.
0: Okay. Okay. It just seems natural. I can't, yeah. I can't be mad at that. Can't be okay. mad at that. Okay. You got some? Yeah, I do. Okay. We're going to do Miley Cyrus. Uh huh. Jay Z. Okay. And Tyra Banks. Ew.
1: I hate all of those people.
0: <laughs> like, I don't, be- but I don't
1: like any of them. I, know. Sing- I mean, Sorry. I didn't oof. know that you didn't. But <sighs> I just, yikes.
0: I hate all of those people.
1: Um, damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I am going to marry Jay-Z for wealth.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, They're all pretty wealthy. That's true. They He's are. He's definitely the most wealthy, but they're all wealthy.
1: Okay. Well, I don't really want to have sex with him.
0: That's okay. You don't have and to. And I don't really
1: want to kill him. I think I would mm-hmm. kill Tyra Banks.
0: Okay. And okay. then have
1: sex with Miley Cyrus.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, if, that's it. I think I would. So you'd marry Tyra Banks, have sex with Miley, and you'd. No, I'd no, kill Tyra you'd Banks. Kill Tyra. Marry Jay Z, have sex with, with Miley, Miley Cyrus. Tyrus. My problem is. <laughs> who cheats on Beyonce? Well, <laughs> so marrying like, Jay
1: Z doesn't mean that I, he has to.
0: I know that. I, I'm oh, just oh you're asking. Yeah, I'm like, who, who does that? Who cheats on Beyonce? But did that happen?
1: Did that happen or was that just a PR stunt so that she could sell her album
0: it could have but I don't know man I'm thinking I also like I also am not a fan of any of them I mean Miley (laughs) Cyrus's voice is I I actually don't of all of
1: them Miley's my favorite
0: the things that Tyra put the models through on America's Next Top Model was problematic and she's she's admitted that and she's come out like recently and been like, I regret that so much.
1: Well, that's nice. So you should have known gross. that at the time. You're an adult.
0: That's gross. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's, just to sell your reality fine. show, I guess. But I mean, but, Deborah
0: did tell us that like reality shows, you're signing your soul away. And it's like, true. It's true. I just think um, she was
1: extra, extra with yeah. some of the things that she said. And did. I think
0: I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do the same as you. Yeah. I think I'm gonna do the same as you because you're right. I can't kill Jay Z. No. No.
1: He's just. I just I love Jay-Z. I yeah. love his music and I just yeah. You know. Yeah, you're
0: right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll marry Jay-Z. I'll kill Tyra Banks and I will have sex with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Admire <mirror> agrees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's it for this year and oh, yeah. this episode. Woo! Stay spooky.
0: Cause that's showbiz, baby. See you at our live Q&A next week. December 10th. Don't forget to uh, sign up for our Patreon if you want to join our live Q&A. Again, tiers as low as a dollar a month. Um, And if you can't financially support the podcast, but you love the podcast, a really great free way to support us is by rating us, reviewing us, is the most important, writing a review, even if it's a short one. Mm -hmm. Hitting subscribe and why not take it one quick step farther and share the podcast with your friends and let them know about it. Totally. Just a real free way to help us.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. Peace out. Stay spooky. A-town. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If you like this episode of Paranormal, we need your help. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on
0: Apple. And if you listen to us on Spotify, go ahead and click the follow button. Even better, you can donate to us on Patreon, where you can access bonus content and members-only merch. To support your favorite spooky duo, go to patreon.com paranormalpod. And for show updates and giveaways, be sure to follow us on Instagram
1: at paranormalpod. And remember, stay, stay spooky! spooky.